it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things relationships, well-being and yoga and today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Kaz and Kaz is the human movement specialist and has been studying, researching and using the power of specialised movement to support people with chronic joint pain for over 20 years. Having trained with some of the best teachers in the world in varying modalities, she uses a unique blend of intelligent movement exercises to help people reconnect with their gravity line and correct their movements to relieve chronic pain before, after, or as an alternative to therapy. So welcome, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> That's all right. So yeah, what was your story? Like, how did you kind of get into this in the first place? Um, well, I am, I am a product of my environment. I was, you know, I ran into surgery at a really, really early age. So I was born with a congenital kidney issue, had my first surgery at 13, which left me with a, an 11 inch scar around my wow. right side. Um, and it didn't work. So we ha I had two more surgeries after that when I was 20 and 21. Uh, and then by that point, they'd made a complete mess. So, and also we found out that I had keloid and hypertrophic scarring. So I produced far too much scar tissue. Wow. So I had a medical adhesionectomy and a tidy up job. Um, <laughs> and, and after that, I started to learn more about, um, you know, fascia, connective tissue, scar tissue, how tissues respond in movement. And, and I started in yoga. I was going, I was going sideways at about 15 years old and my mum was into yoga and she took me to an awful class, which was oh, no. the school hall. Um, which at 15 everything's awful anyway isn't it yeah. and uh, it, was, it was real sort of hatha stretch and breathe um stuff you don't want to do that and, uh, <laughs> yeah and then I got into ashtanga yoga when I was oh, I 19 it. and wanted something more energetic but as time went on I found that that I was just tearing uh the tissue in my side more and more and and it needed more a more sympathetic approach it needed a bit more management um and i got into scaravelli inspired yoga after that and um started working with with teachers that just looked at a more anatomy and movement how does the body how does the body work and we started to to get into that and then that that sort of landed me up in the dissection lab taking bodies apart really wow. really getting uh, as you do i love so, stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> it's funny some people go wow that's amazing and then other people just sort of look at their watch and look really shifty and, oh, <laughs> must leave now <laughs> yeah Bye. you know it's like when I trained to become a I was teaching people in my lounge and I would just um 
no one ever asked me for an exercise class. And even when I trained to become a yoga teacher, people still didn't come for the yoga class. They limped through the door saying, you know, so-and-so said that you could help me with my frozen shoulder or mastectomy scars or, you know, dodgy hips or whatever it was. And I just, um, I've always attracted broken people. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I found very quickly certainly after after my last run in so I've now got significant because I've chosen not to have surgery and I've got significant scar tissue wrapped around most of my internal organs Um, and that requires sort of you know quite quite a lot of management movement wise and head wise I have to do lots of meditation and and I think you know I heard you saying about that with your hip dysplasia you know that um it's not just about managing your movement and your body it's definitely about keeping your stress levels down your inflammation yes. levels down everything managed well so and just as as I've you know studied and worked with myself then you know I've been able to affect you know real and lasting change for others as well which yeah. is an absolute joy that's amazing so how can you avoid surgery by correcting your movement patterns like we were kind of saying earlier before we started recording. <laughs> absolutely can. So most of our joints, most of our joints wear out because of a faulty movement pattern. So, you know, the the symptom is something like cysts in the joint or labral tears, or if we talk about hips particularly. Now I love hips, they're my speciality, hips and knees, um, because walking gait and our function, how our feet function or everything and if you get your foundation sorted out everything else is quite amazing um and my lovely client that I was working with he was the one that coined the phrase that I was a body magician <laughs> That's um, which is very kind and slightly embarrassing but you know he came to me with stage four osteoarthritis in both hips and was staring down the barrel of you know being sub 50 staring down the barrel of not being eligible for hip replacement so they were going to cap the hips first which was a you know initial and all surgery is big surgery I always say it's only keyhole but nothing is only keyhole everything that requires a general anesthetic and and is invasive to the body is major surgery you know it's 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 traumatic for the body it's traumatic for the body's systems so it's really important that we that we, we look at it and take it for its face value um and when when we had a look at him you know we found that he was walking completely flat feet arches had dropped knees looking in at each other um bottom sticking out which I know he won't mind me <laughs> saying you know because this is what happens when the foundation isn't right we start to collapse downwards towards the floor we are borne down by gravity hence gravity technique um and once we refine our body into gravity and allow ourselves to relax and allow the body to do what it needs to do, it's highly intelligent self-healing organism. If we if we get out of the way, yeah, yeah, that's that's the the mainstay of where I work is how do we connect reconnect back to ourselves and let our body do what it's designed to do, which ultimately is move to get the food, to have the sex, to take over the world. That's, <laughs> humans we've, we've stuck some cars and some houses and some jobs on there but underneath it all it's just 
because I'm exactly like he, you described him. I, I had flat feet when I was a kid and had those instep things. My feet go in, my knees go in, which then in turn makes my hips go in. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly simple to resolve, you know, just by, by placing some, placing your focus. There's a lot of mind focus in it where you, where you place your focus on your body um and so say with going upstairs you would put your you know imagine that you've got a hand behind your pelvis because most of us walk from our face because the eyes are in the front so the and the head goes forward ever so slightly and that that significant makes a significant effect to the back of the pelvis so you take your focus and you imagine and one of my ladies imagines it's tom hardy's hand you can imagine (laughs) whoever you like (laughs) i work with some people with some real sense of humor (laughs) I thought I was thinking of something lovely in yogic like the universe has your back or something like that you know she's like that's Tom Hardy (laughs) (laughs) um but you know when you place your focus into different parts of your body and and really get to have some understanding on why your body's doing what it's doing why it's moving the way it is and what you can do to just slightly shift that into something that's more useful then the pain goes away yeah 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 and also as a society we just have pain oh i've got hip pain today okay i'm just going to go about my daily life but actually normalizing pain isn't okay i have a whole <laughs> box of i have a whole cupboard full of soap boxes on the <laughs> subject the normalization of pain is something that is just completely abhorrent to me i don't watch tv very much but when i do um, I'm always just jaw dropping on the commercials about, you know, rubs and gel on it or yes. oh, painkillers. Yeah. Pain and, but it's this whole thing of just, you know, just suck it up and get on. And people have this idea that if they admit that they've got pain and they need to do to the point where they need to do something about it, then that's some kind of a failing or they haven't, you know, I, I hear a lot of people in, that they come into clinic and they're sort of, you know, oh, I'm broken or I haven't done it right. I haven't done something right. And now my body's, yeah. you know, let me down. So there's there's mindset work to be to be done there. But, yeah, culturally and societally, we've got a really broken approach to to pain. You know, pain is your body calling for your attention. You know, high pain levels is when you've ignored it to the point where your body is really, you know, if it's a three-year-old, it's really starting to throw the toys out of the the toy box and, and, you know, really starting to lose the plot. So it's, it's that reconnecting with your body so that you can have the, relearn to have the dialogue with your body. You listen to it, it's, it's messages that are coming back to you. It's sort of giving you messages all the time. You know, you know, when you're hungry, you know, when you're thirsty, and it's developing that interoception so that you you can understand when you know something's not quite right yeah then and then you know gravity techniques are there to give you the tools you've got a toolkit that you can just go right this is my own personal issue that i'm working with um and i i know what to do now so you pull that tool out of the box and you use it and pain goes away yeah what i hate not hate well i do hate the sun i know it's a strong word but <laughs> But is that you go to the doctor, they, you say, whatever, I've got bad hips. And then they'll be like, okay, let's give you multiple medications and you will be fine. There you go, go and do whatever it is. 
and take these medication because you will make it will make you feel so much better. It's like, no, stop giving us all these medications and actually listen to me and what I'm trying to say. And yeah, help me that way. But no, I think we well, I think more because of COVID and things like that, more people are wanting to find alternative healing methods as well. And this is part of it. One of these is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the mainstays that really underpins what we do here is empowerment. Um, I certainly found that through, through my journey, I was very disempowered being spoken to by consultants with big, long words, um, letters that I couldn't read um, from consultants and between doctors and consultants, people making decisions about my body without involving me. Yeah, uh, I sat where I was in urology <laughs> after having my kidney removed, and um, there was a, a person sat next to me, and I it was sort of mucking about because I was quite young then. I said, "You know, what are you in for?" <laughs> um, and they said, "Oh, I've had a kidney removed," and I said, "Well, what was wrong with yours?" And they said, "I have no idea." Wow, and it was oh. gobsmacked, absolutely gobsmacked that that we will allow you know we have such faith and such trust yes. in a system that we will allow somebody to take a scalpel to us when we don't actually know mm. completely what is wrong and you know on a lesser level for me as I started to look into alternative therapies which is awful but then they're not alternative but you know going to the chiropractor going to the osteopath and those different different therapies again it was me handing my body over to a third party and then crossing everything that this was going to work yeah so I created the gravity techniques as a, a toolkit that you understand how to use you understand your body what your body's doing and then you've got your toolkit that helps you to look after your unique body because your body is yeah. as unique to you as your fingerprints not the same as anybody else's so it has to be your your specialized little kit yeah. is going to help you to stay pain free. And that's deeply empowering. And, and it helps you to, to be able to take responsibility for your own health and well being. And it saves you loads of money in the long run as well, because you don't <laughs> keep popping down the <laughs> popping down the therapy, whichever you've chosen therapy. And it's not to say that those therapies don't have their place, because they do. I will never be without my scar worker because my, my scarring is so intense that it will always pull my ribs into a rotation. That side of my body will always be naturally closing down because of the intervention that I've had. And the scar worker helps me to, to stay straight basically and stop me going into some scoliotic mess. But so I always have her and, you know, I have a nutritionist and a herbalist that look after my inflammation levels and, you know, all these different people that, that help me to form a team that supports my health and well-being but ultimately the buck stops with me yeah and, and I know what to do for my best good and it's a bit like you know we all have to go to the dentist but you wouldn't go to the dentist if you didn't clean your teeth between um you know between your appointments so and that's what gravity techniques are they help you to look after yourself between appointments now we are going to go to a short break see you the other side Welcome, dear one, to Paradise. We are Collective Seeking Paradise. It is a feeling, not a place. And we believe that we hold all wisdom for healing. 
We share our experiences throughout our journeys as well as gain tools and support to flow through life's highs and lows. We are here on a sole mission to guide each other through the process of finding the path to paradise. Now we have incredible news for you. In spring 2022, we are expanding our services to include our own app called Paradise Movement. And we want to offer you exclusive access. This will include to have our virtual sanctuary as you know it, Paradise Movement. However, with the launch of our new app, there will no longer be a third party platform. We will just be a click away. This is a really easy to use app with lots of healing tools, e-programs and courses and lots and lots of healers which will help you on your path. I am one of these healers. So come over to this amazing app. It is incredible. Go to www.paradisemovementmvmnt.com for you to sign up and include yourself in this lifetime access for our full online sanctuary and for you to be healed. amazing and are you ever too old to move your body the way you want to is there like an age limit or not I'm not going to mention her name because she'll absolutely kill me (laughs) but my oldest lady is 94 oh my gosh that's incredible yeah so there's there's a few late there's a few ladies um one lady was referred to me when she was 81 by her chiropractor she presented me with bricks for feet she'd had hip replacement on one side um the the chiropractor that I've worked really closely with for a long time now she recognized that actually this lady just had a really faulty movement pattern um, and she didn't need to have the other hip replaced luckily or unluckily in the UK it will now take you two and a half to three years to get to the hip replacement stage um, on the waiting list so it gives a great window of opportunity so we got in there with um, with a golf ball and a tennis ball and we you know got her feet sorted out she did present me with bricks for feet which was just wow you know amazing but to watch the tissues at sort of 81 and then 83 and we've been together for some time now 81 83 and 85 and just to watch the tissues change so the answer is no your body is a highly intelligent self-healing organism And whilst those processes slow slightly with the aging process, they're never not present. So it's, it's just a case of, you know, we just get more deaverish as we get older, you know, we just need way higher maintenance, darling. I'm starting early. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, and again, it comes back to, we've kind of been led to believe with the doctors and the painkillers and things we're kind of led to believe that we don't have to look after ourselves. We can eat all the donuts and we can eat, you know, eat this stuff and not do the exercise and we can binge out on Netflix. And we don't expect there to be any consequences because we've been told this, you know, if I get sick, I can go to the doctor or I can go to the consultant or, you know, they'll chop a bit off or, you know, stitch a bit up or give me some drugs for something. And it's kind of negated our need to, be responsible for ourselves so there's some tough love when you come into the gravity technique clinic that's good though I think people need how are you supporting yourself and I get people giving me the the face I do mean to (laughs) (laughs) I noticed actually the other day I can't remember what I had but I had some I don't know a biscuit or something like that 
two or three biscuits. And then the next day, I could really feel the inflammation in my pelvis. I was like, wow, that is amazing. But I'm more attuned to it more than any, like more than people that are new to this. So I kind of know the foods I can eat, the foods I can't eat. I know I shouldn't eat, but I do sometimes. And then I know the consequences afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, it is so true. Yeah. And like with the pain, um, pain threshold as well, when I had my CT scan in April for my pelvis, um, the, the consultant was like, wow, how are you not taking anything for it? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't do that kind of thing. I don't, I've never really taken any ibuprofen or anything like that. Even during my childbirth twice, I didn't really have much at all. And I think for me, it was breath work that came into everything. And I still use that now. And he's like, well, you should not be walking with the way that your pelvis is. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, who do you believe? You need to believe in yourself that you are going to heal first rather than having everybody else kind of tell you. But yeah, you can help yourself by having people like you helping them and, and doing things like that. Yeah, ab absolutely. And, you know, the and this is really interesting because it's something that, that is hot off the press. Um, within the world of fascia research and connective tissue research, we've been studying um, the the, the correlation between what we see on the screen and on the scans and the actual direct um, implication of pain. So it, it started with with my teacher who runs the Fascia Research Institute in in Munich, and he's a rolfer, which is a type of manual fascial release. And he was looking at people's MRI scans. And I've seen this myself in my clients that you get people, you stick their MRI scan up and, and you have a look at it and you're like, you know, how are you even standing here? <laughs> yeah. um, and they say, oh, you know, it's a bit niggly in the morning. And then, but conversely, and this is why we started the study, conversely, the you see some people's MRI scans and there's nothing to write home about. There's nothing to see, and yet these people are absolutely crippled with pain. So, what you know, like you're saying with the with the the um, the, the state of your hips, and we're saying you know you should have this pain. There is a mindset aspect to it. I'm not going to say the psycho thingy word because I think when you're in chronic pain having somebody tell you that it is that word is hugely demotivating and disheartening yes. and all the things because it's a word that's getting bandied around more and more and yes there is a mindset aspect to it though um and also to do with stresses and inflammation in the body so and we can't see that on scans how um inflamed the tissues are but we also can't see the effect of low level stress on the body so we know from some of the studies that have been carried out at the fascia research institute that um you know stress in increases um our intolerance to pain so we become hypersensitive to our environment and things that would normally not bother us at all suddenly become quite painful and we become sensitive to to touch yeah so there's there's a real the and, and this is all kind of very new stuff but it's it's starting to explain a lot of what's going you know what's going on for us and also brings us back to you know where you are well rooted into yoga and that's my initial um learning as well is that you can't separate the body from the mind 
or the mind from the body. They are a reflection of each other. So we could, and, and starting to understand what's going on um, in your mind and what's going on in your life. This, my discovery calls are anywhere from between 45 minutes to 90 minutes because I want to know about your work and the school run and what's yeah. going on with you and, you know, your sick parent and, you know, all of that stuff because all of those things yeah. are quite a contributory factor to how we're moving and of course that take, strays us into emotional anatomy you know I've never seen anybody that has walked into my room you know head held high shoulders back and said hi I'm here for depression <laughs> like we, we have, you, if you think of depression in your mind there's there's a, a body shape associated with that you know when we're stressed or we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders it's there in our language there's a body shape associated with that so it's it's really getting into yeah that is that's amazing and by just doing one sport say yoga because we're both kind of from yoga backgrounds how is that damaging or like if you are i don't know if you're a weightlifter or anything why would only one sport damage our bodies all repetitive movement is repetitive movement when we talk about rsi everybody goes oh yes yeah, desk sitters <laughs> yeah. Not desk sitters. if you're teaching 26 postures in a certain sequence five times a week it's a repetitive movement pattern and we are creatures of habit so as soon as, as our brain loves it yeah I know that yeah as soon as we get the yeah I know that and it's become a habit for us or it's a learned behavior and we don't have to think about it as much we then start to slip into habitual movement pattern and I definitely found that because I'm hypermobile, so I can turn my elbows inside out and all sorts of nasty stuff, which is, you know, again, lovely genetics. But once I figured out how to hang out in downward dog, and I call mine a bell tent dog because I just turn my <laughs> elbows inside out, just, you know, quite stretchy. So once I'd figured out how to hang out in downward dog for my five breaths, that's kind of, you know, we're a, we're an energy efficient system, which is probably a very kind way of saying that <laughs> we'll take the path of least resistance if it's available to us. But you know, there's it's no different in yoga than it is in weightlifting. If your brain knows that it can lift that weight and it's done it before and it's done it a few times, then we start to get a little bit slipshod with our with our form, with our technique. Um, and that's where we, we can get into, into, into naughty habits. So, and, you know, if you look at people like, I love Edo Portal. Oh, yes. Just an amazing guy. Um, and his, his drive towards movement culture was, was so helpful to me in my recovery that it couldn't just be, you know, one, one approach. But also we will go to what we are genetically predisposed to do. Mm -hmm. So you won't find sprinters running marathons. You won't find marathon runners running sprints because that's not what they're designed to do. So for us yogis, we've come to yoga mostly because we don't like Pilates because <laughs> we don't want to do strength work because we, most of us, we're naturally stretchy. So when we, and again, we go to the path of least resistance. So we get drawn to yoga because initially it is challenging. Of course it is, but it's something that we can lay down quite easily so for me I, I do my strength training I don't like it but I do it <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
my daughter when she's home from from school is always she just sits in her chair in the lounge you know pointing and laughing at me you know moaning away yeah. to do it. but you know put me in a yoga class and I love it because it's that's where we are naturally adept yes and the same for weightlifters and those strength trainers that's what they love to do they love building that muscle they love the challenge of the weight stick them in a stretch class and they will moan <laughs> moan to the, the moon and back but it's what they need so what you need is not always what you well yeah is what you want <laughs> that is so true um, and also it's coming up quite a lot at the moment in the press about menopause and the menopause's impact on the body how uh, and your movements I suppose how does that affect some of your symptoms with whatever you have so your fascia your connective tissue really high proportions of collagen and elastin and collagen particularly is affected as we go into perimenopause and menopause so i work predominantly with perimenopausal mums who are navigating <laughs> juggling yes. navigating navigating is the kind word juggling and juggling juggling and looking slightly fraught yes what is changing you know all of a sudden you're your body isn't responding the way that it used to and you were juggling kids in your work easily and then all of a sudden you've got this hip that's niggling at you or you know a shoulder that's niggling at your knee pain so going out for your run when the kids are watching whatever they're watching or they go to school and then you're like right I'll get my run done and then all of a sudden you've got these pains that the body's throwing up and that's because there's a significant shift um, in the elastic recoil of the body and the hormones are changing and we look at how the structures are being affected so how your joints are being affected and then you know how the as i say elasticity to the tissues is being affected and it's not a bad thing as i say we just go into you know we go up the ranks of devastators as we age um how do we support ourselves can we you know really we're a bit mean to ourselves in our 20s because we're running off the back of youth so we eat bad food and we you know don't do the things that we need to so radical self-care forms a huge part of the the gravity technique approach we have to say no to certain things so that we can say yes to ourselves because we can't just stick our shoes on and go for a run around the block anymore we need more support doesn't mean you can't go for your run just running in a different way but you need to know about your gait and how your body's responding and the kind of what what the the tolerance levels that your your body is up to and we need different things so whilst we're very excited to be stretchy stretchy in our 20s it doesn't serve you after the age of 35 yeah I was really I was in a seminar years ago and somebody said in the market decline post 35 and I think I was 36 <laughs> at the time just shoot me now I'm out. <laughs> but you know the, the tissues start to change I got very poorly in 2018 with something like fibromyalgia the scar tissue which is called allodynia and part of the recovery from that was learning to support the tissues better and to support my support my body better and that was looking at you know when I went to the herbalist and she said well I'm, I'm going to put some stuff in there for perimenopause and I was like I'm 38 <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't have Perry, whatever it is you just yeah. said, actually <laughs> unheard of back then. Now everybody's talking about it. Yeah. But it's it's just that we need to support ourselves better. And I think the rise and rise of menopause and perimenopause symptoms is exactly that, that we're disconnected from ourselves and we're not getting the care that we need because we are working. We're mums at a later age. So a lot of us are looking after small people plus the job, plus the house and all these other bits and pieces. So it's it's a lot. So it's how do we get back to ourselves, with ourselves um, in, a, in a more educated, more empowered way. Okay. So to sum up today's conversation, what are two things that, um, yeah, that we've spoken about? Radical self-care. Yeah. It's not just floating around in the bath once a week. <laughs> yeah. Looking after yourself you know, putting yourself first. Um, I think I think that's really important. We are very lacking in, in self-care um, and, and supporting ourselves as we go forward. It's a bit like driving the car with a squeaky wheel. If you don't get it in the garage and get it sorted out, your wheels are gonna fall off and it's gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and sometimes that requires, you know, delegating. There's again, that comes back to that cultural societal thing that we're supposed to be doing it all and you know we've got our lipstick on and we're slaying it at the same time and actually it's completely unrealistic expectation on ourselves as, as women particularly uh, so so definitely that and um the other one was um you know that uh how do i feel and the the truth of that comes from your body in that you know if you, when you ask yourself how do i feel the response comes from your frontal cortex front of your brain and and it says it's based on the external environment so it says i feel great because da, 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 or i don't feel so good because this happened yeah. whereas actually if you ask yourself how do i feel the response from your body takes anywhere between one and five minutes and that takes time yeah that does that response that comes back from your body is a true response of you know oh my knee might feel a bit niggly or my shoulder might feel a bit niggly or actually I do actually need to get this sorted or I need to rest I've got a stinking headache I need to rest and but we don't sometimes we don't listen to that because you know if you go yeah right Kaz when have I got time to rest and again <laughs> your your boundary setting yeah love in the gravity technique for that way it's you know sometimes we have to say to say no to people and, and to things. And we have to ask other people around us to step up to the plate. And that can be some, you know, sometimes some challenging conversations. Yes, yeah, oh, I love those. And where can we find you? What's your website or your social media channels? So yeah, I'm everywhere with the Gravity Technique. So gravitytechnique.com. Um, over on my website, you can get your free Gravity Technique. So if you sign up to the newsletter, you get your, your own mini masterclass and you can, I think the one in there at the moment is to do with shoulder and neck pain. Oh. Uh, but I know over on my YouTube channel, I love little tips and techniques that people can just take away with them really quickly. So a quick one for hips is just roll your foot on a tennis ball. And your hip pain will go away knee pain goes oh, wow. away that as well so yeah but so um instagram gravity technique i'm often on there doing lives i love answering people's questions so i get lots of questions from people saying you know i've got this what do you think 
um, and I'm always happy to share this stuff because I really want this information to get out to the people that need it. Fascia research is fun. Uh, it is really useful. It's face meltingly boring. <laughs> it is, you know, big long words with lots of stuff that we don't really understand. And that that's, you know, it's really sad that that's not getting through to everyday people like me and you that really need this stuff. So the gravity technique acts to hopes to be a translator or a bridge between the science world and, and the real world where we can, you know, put these into a practical application that helps us to feel better in our day-to-day -day life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I've learned so much. It's been really good fun. Thank you so much, Gemma. That's all right. Thanks for coming on. Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon. Music